Hey y'all, welcome to K Combos. My name is Holly K and I am a professional makeup artist and licensed esthetician. This is a podcast about beauty, business, life, and more with the intent to share lessons learned, educate, and motivate others. This podcast is not only for beauty professionals. It's a podcast for anyone who has ever wanted to create and follow their aspirations. Thanks for listening and your support. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. On this episode, we're talking all things waxing. I'm joined by two amazing women and friends, Ari and Sunny. Both ladies are licensed estheticians and waxing specialists based here in the Central Florida area. On this episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of waxing, sanitation, waxing do's and don'ts, things you should look for when you're looking for a waxing specialist. So if you're somebody who is committed to the waxing lifestyle, you've had a bad experience maybe, but maybe you're considering giving it another go, or maybe you have never even tried waxing, this episode is for you. It's something for everybody, be that you are a professional or just somebody who's maybe wanting to try it or learn a little bit more about it. Enjoy. This is episode four of K Convos. And on this episode, we're talking about all things waxing. So I titled it Wax On, Wax Off. Me being silly and corny, but I felt it was appropriate. So I have two amazing estheticians and esty besties that are joining me this evening. I have both Ari and Sunny. I will let them share a little bit more about themselves once they join on this evening. Um, But we're going to be talking about the benefits of waxing. If you've never tried waxing, maybe things you should look for, the do's and don'ts with waxing, talking about aftercare, um, and even things to kind of prepare yourself for waxing. You both look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You with your purple eyeshadow. Look, I just grabbed something. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pop it on and go for it. I love the iridescentness of it all. Thank you. It's a highlighter, so. So, <laughs> yes, thank you. Awesome. Well, I've already introduced you to just kind of told them that I'm um, to share with our audience that you're both estheticians located here in the Central Florida area, both waxing specialists, but I'm going to allow you to share a little bit more about you, your business and what you do. So Sunny, we'll go ahead and start with you. Oh my God, why do I always, okay, I'll start. <laughs> I'm very shy when it comes to talking to myself, but I'll be quick. So I have two plus years of experience in the industry with waxing. Um, I did some extra um, education to focus on ethnic skin because I feel like we are not, um, we're not catered to as much in the waxing industry as I feel like we should represent it. So um, yes, and then I have SBL, it's my little baby, been open for four months now and growing. Awesome, thank you so much. And then Ari, if you could go ahead and share a bit about yourself. Yes, um, I've been in the beauty industry for around seven years now, and I started off with makeup, and then I've been waxing for a little over three years, I want to say it's been, but I started doing full body waxing, and that's where I met Sunny, um, working in a franchise, and then I've been in here now for, in my own studio for about nine months. Awesome. Thank you. Congrats to both of you, because you're both bosses and doing amazing things, and I love you as well. You Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So a little bit about myself in regards to waxing. Um, I knew Ari from school. We were actually classmates at aesthetic mm-hmm. school. Um, but all three of us actually worked together um, in a waxing studio. So we kind of bonded more on that side of things. 
Um, when I started off working at that location, I was not waxing. I did not want to wax. I was not yeah. interested in waxing. Um, but then I did have the opportunity to and realize I do actually enjoy doing uh, waxing services with a focus mostly on facial waxing for me personally. Mm. All right, so we're going to jump right on into it. So okay. if somebody was not familiar with waxing or they're committed to shaving, they're committed to mm -hmm. their razor, or they're committed to their nair or their beat, what would you tell them are the benefits of waxing as a form of hair removal? Ari, I'll let you go ahead and answer that. Well, I focus mainly with brows. So for me, I would say, like, I know a lot of people like to shave their brows and their unibrows using those little razors that you can get from, like, the drugstore. But that can cause a lot of stubble. And I've actually seen people get ingrowns underneath their eyes with using that. Um, yeah. But with waxing, it just makes, like it rips the hair out from the follicles so it's slower hair growth, so it lasts longer. But I think with body waxing, which Sunny will get into, <laughs> don't shave. You have to start waxing. Yeah, It benefits your skin so much. Absolutely. And Sunny, you could go ahead and you could talk more so on the body waxing in regards to that. Definitely, definitely. So I am against shaving and nairing it, any of that stuff. Um, waxing, so hair, it's keratin, right? So cells form at the base, right? And they create a root. So when you pull that hair at the root, what happens is that those cells are going to continue doing their thing in their body, but they're going to have to start from, start, from scratch now, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a weaker finer, slower growing hair, we're going to be damaging that hair follicle. So eventually throughout time, that hair, it's not going to be able to, it's not going to be able to sustain um, a strong, healthy hair. Um, and that's essentially what we want to do with waxing is just damage the hair follicle to the point where the hair is no longer growing and whatever is growing, it's like peach fuzz almost, mm -hmm. which is why you want to be consistent. You want to come to your waxes every four weeks um, for Brazilians. Legs and other uh, parts of the area, it varies from uh, five weeks to six weeks, sometimes eight weeks. And of course, the longer you are waxing, then the longer you get to spread out your Brazilians. Um, I have clients that come every five to six weeks now. And again, that's simply because they go to their appointments every single um, month. And I love you guys. And they don't shave in between. <laughs> yeah, yes. Shaving yes. is a no-no for that. No, no. If you're shaving, you're doing the same thing all over again. Like, you are mm -hmm. you might as well just, you know, thank you for giving me your money for free because, mm -hmm. yeah, because you're <laughs> going to have the stubble, the ingrowns, the hair's going right. to be strong again. We're going to have to start from scratch. Sorry, boo. Yeah. And I can speak from experience. I've committed to the waxing lifestyle, but I've had a time, especially during quarantine, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I can't take it anymore. And it's certain things I'll do on myself, but the other stuff is just a workout to wax yourself for. So it was like, I broke down and I shaved and I swear we opened up like two weeks later and I was like, I can't believe this to myself. Because the next wax, it felt like I was starting from scratch, like the first one all over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're going to, I always tell people, if you're going to start waxing, it's, um, it is a lifestyle. You have to commit to it. And that mm -hmm. includes committing to the aftercare as well, which we'll touch mm -hmm. on a bit later. Um, I often hear people always say, especially in regards to body waxing, that they're concerned about the pain. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that, Sunny? When it comes to pain, waxing is a painful process. I'm not going to lie to you, right? Uh, now, it depends on what type of level of pain. Mm -hmm. If you have someone 
who doesn't really know what they're doing. They're going into the room. They're just telling you to like hop on the bed and let's get to it. And they're doing like a lot larger strips, especially for a beginner, someone who just started waxing. You want to go in smaller strips. You want to take your time, apply pressure after you pull the wax, and then make sure you're doing a very quick, um, a fast, full um, follow-through uh, pull because that's going to ensure that we're pulling the hair from the root. And then, of course, apply pressure right away just to alleviate that pain. But again, the first, I, I want to say personally, the first two to three waxes are the most painful because we have to sync your hair cycle. You know, we're, again, trying to weaken that hair follicle. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's easy breezy, you know, I'm, I know I used to, when I, when we worked at the franchise, I had people who would literally fall asleep and I'm sure mm -hmm. that Ari had those people too, where it's like, they're just falling asleep or on Netflix watching a, a movie because it's a quick 15, 20 minutes, you know, process. So just do it, you know, the first time, yes, it's going to be a little painful, but we're nice. And then after that, it's a breeze. And you can awesome. always take like Thank ibuprofen you. too. That too. Yes. Drug, drug yourself. Yeah. Yes. So I was about to say, what would some things you recommend? So yes, ibuprofen is something that you mm -hmm. can do. We usually recommend about 30 minutes to an hour beforehand. Mm -hmm. yes. um, some places do have products for numbing, but again, I think that depends on people's pain tolerance. Everybody's mm -hmm. tolerance is different. So when you're asking somebody, does it hurt? For me, I might say it doesn't really hurt, but for you, it might. And that's just because our tolerance yeah. for pain is different. Correct. So, Keep that in mind. <laughs> and breathing. There's also certain breathing exercises yes. that you can have clients do while you're waxing. Certain areas like labia and the hood are usually, there's more blood flow in that area. So hair is thicker. So it's going to be a little bit more painful. You know, be nice. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So based off of what we shared so far, we've talked about the tolerance of it, things you could do to kind of maybe help make it a little easier. And one of the questions I was going to ask was about if clients should be consistent with waxing. We've touched on that, so we definitely yeah. know that clients should be consistent. So let's talk about things that somebody should look for when they are selecting a waxing provider, being that it's for the face or for body. Uh, what are some key things that somebody should look for if they're looking for a esthetician or cosmetologist to provide those waxing services? All right. Um, I would say, well, obviously they have to be licensed. Yes. Um, that's kind of hard to you because like you want to do your research, make sure they're licensed, mm -hmm. see if you like the work that they do. Um, sanitizing is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Making sure that the environment that you're in is clean. Sunny, I agree. I agree with everything that Ari said. I mean, you want to, um, I always, when I'm looking for people, because we, you know, um, require self-care as well, read the reviews, you know. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of insight on the person's personality and character and their empathy level when you read their reviews. You can almost kind of like, you know, get a feel for them and see if you're going to connect with that person. Instagram, now social media, I mean, you can basically know everyone's life. Yeah. And we're pretty open, you know. I try to be as open as I can on social media, so that's another way. Um, when you walk into their treatment room, you definitely want to make sure everything's clean, everything's visible. You know, they're putting their gloves in front of you. Um, yes. They don't already have gloves on. That's a big red flag if they do. And also, feel empowered as a customer, like as a client. Ask questions. You have all the right to ask as many questions. What cleaning products we use, you know, how often we clean, 
all of that, you know, like it's if someone is hesitant in answering some of those questions and that in itself is a red flag as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree with everything that you stated. And one of the big things is sanitation. Um, I've actually had clients that weren't necessarily waxing clients for me, but um, in preparation for event for what I'm doing, their makeup, they've gone to get waxing and then they've mm -hmm. had reactions to the wax. And um, so sometimes, you know, you may not know that you're allergic to maybe certain ingredients that are used, or some people are allergic to um, the soft wax if they're using soft wax. But yeah. after asking questions, what I've found is that it was probably due to poor hygiene, poor sanitation practices, or double dipping. So what is double dipping? Mm. For those who don't know, <laughs> double dipping. the same stick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that. That's not something like, no. That's something yeah. that you should not be like, no. Don't, so no what that is, dipping, they're taking no the same stick. Yeah, they're taking the yeah. same stick, dipping it into the wax multiple times. So what I've had, I've had heard this from multiple people, and what they said is, well, they use the same stick on me, but change it for my friend. <laughs> so that is a no no. Every or even the tweezers too. Even the tweezers. So yeah, yeah. if a stick is dipped into the wax, it's applied to your skin. It should go into the trash can. Mm -hmm, your tweezers, mm -hmm. the tools that um, your esthetician or cosmetologist, whoever's provided these services use, they should be put in a hospital grade, yeah. disinfected, and there's a certain mm -hmm. amount of time that it has to sit in there, so it is yeah. effective in killing off everything that needs to be killed off. And then when they're using those tools, you usually will see that they pull those tools from yeah. that. Um, container or you could tell that they've been cleaned so those are key things to look for um, or if you see those things be empowered to say you know what I'm choosing to not <laughs> this isn't the place mm -hmm. to me, for me yeah 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 and also I always find when people don't explain what mm -hmm. to do in the treatment room yeah that's also another big like yeah. it's just like you know go ahead and hop on it's like okay what are we doing so they yeah. should be able to walk you through the process, you know, and explain every single thing they're doing, the products they're putting on you, all of that. Absolutely. All right. So is um, what are some important things that should be done for aftercare with waxing? So Ari, I know you specialize, especially uh, with brows and then some facial waxing. What are some aftercare tips that you give your clients? The main thing with waxing your face is using um, SPF after waxing and then depending on the service too like with lamination you don't want to wet your brows for 24 hours same thing with tint you don't want to do it for 24 hours um also exfoliating your face you want to be mm -hmm. doing that at least like twice a week if you're doing facial waxing especially if you're someone that has really coarse hair on their face and then for body waxing well i'll let sunny do the body waxing uh, part yeah. but it, before um, that, um, I I don't I learned that from Ari actually that I had to like exfoliate my eyebrows because yeah. I'd get ingrowns, you know, I get ingrowns. If you look at pimples brows. under there too, yeah, I had no idea that you had all to, the like, products that we yeah. use. Mm hmm So shout out to you, girl, for that. <laughs> yes. Um, for overall body, um, my rule of thumb, like I tell my clients, is the first to second week you want to do. Um, exfoliating gloves or an exfoliating cloth you know so something very light that still has uh, some texture to it I'm not a fan of sugar scrubs to be honest I feel like they're nice in the shower but I don't feel that they're as effective as they could be a sea salt scrub is a different story though because sea salt um, has a, got a lot of great benefits for our, our skin overall but uh, during that third week once you see that the hair is coming back that's when you want to switch over to 
um, dry brushing. It's my favorite uh, form of exfoliating, for, especially for people who have coarser hair. Mm -hmm. um, it's super effective. Um, and then chemical exfoliants are something that people, I don't know if they know much about, but I know in this, I was introduced uh, to this product where we worked, which was PFB, which is an mm -hmm. absolute great chemical exfoliant. It's mild enough where, you know, um, you're not going to be, um, let's say, excess excessively peeling. Um, I know it uses like shiitake mushrooms mm -hmm. um, and lily flower to help brighten the skin as well. So if you have like really old ingrown marks, um, is that what they're called, right? Like ingrown, <laughs> ingrown scars, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hyperpigmentation in girls' yeah. scars. Then uh, using a chemical exfoliant um, with your paired with your dry brushing is going to do wonders for your. Um, it's going to work wonders for your skin. You know, dead dead skin. We don't need that. That's going to cause ingrowns, um, and a bunch of other things. And you sell fur oil, right? I sure yeah. do, girl. I, I sure do. That. I'm gonna have to pick up a bottle from you. Thanks. It is. It's really life changing. It it truly is. You know, like um, it's a hyped. I thought it was like just a hyped up product, but the mm -hmm. chamomile oil in it really helps soothe and calm the skin. Then it has tea tree oil in there, so it helps disinfect as well. So you don't have to use the ten skin. Ten skin can be. It's great. I feel like I recommend people use it if they have like really big boils or things like that. But mm -hmm. it can be a little harsh if you're using it every day. You know, so mm -hmm. fur oil is the way to go. Awesome. Mm hmm. I'm glad you talked about exfoliation. Um, a lot of times, um, I find that that's one of the key things with aftercare, make sure you exfoliate it for anywhere that you're getting waxed. Um, yeah. And even talking about the different uh, benefits of the different types of exfoliation. Um, another thing I kind of want to touch on is I often find that a lot of people don't think about, especially with body waxing, yeah. the type of soap they are using. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that you brought that up. That's like my I just thought about it when we were talking. Yes, so what yes. kind of soap or body product should somebody be using? It shouldn't just be if you're getting waxed, but yeah. especially if you are getting waxed. Overall, I'd say um, anything that has alcohol, anything that has fragrances, heavy parabens, you don't want to use because those things like Dove, those kinds of products, you know, Dial, that there are still people using Dial in these streets. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. cannot believe it. <laughs> yeah, but they really are. And these products are super heavy. So although you may think you're clean and you look moisturized, they're leaving a film on your skin. Yeah. And so there's this film over your skin. Whatever you put, let's say you're using like a jojoba oil, which is great um, for the skin. It's just going to sit on top of that, you know? Your skin mm -hmm. isn't going to be able to soak that up. So, um I like using uh, the Dr. Bronner soap. Okay. Dilute it, of course. Dilute it, um, and your squeaky clean afterwards. It's a great cleanse. Uh, I that's the one that I go with. I used to um, recommend the raw. I think it's called raw something. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, I think it's a Target brand. Yeah, it's a Target oh, brand. Okay. Yeah, and like the original formula is great, but then they put all these uh, like different scents and that's when like you enter like murky waters with that, you know, mm -hmm. so. No Dove. Dr. Brown. I hear a lot of people break out with Dove though. Dove mm -hmm. and tea, tea Hut? Yeah. Oh, the, tree, the Tree, tree Hut. hut. I the feel like people hut. talk about the Tree Hut because they love the different scents of the sugar scrubs mm -hmm. again. And they're cute. But again, think about <laughs> what the effect is mm -hmm. having on your skin. I feel like if you really are that pressed to try out products like that, just just a little something, maybe like yeah. on your arm, just a maybe little maybe on bit. your elbows, yeah, you know, rough knees. I don't mm -hmm. know, but not on your 
not, not, not in your bikini else. area. Yeah, there not a, your bikini area. There was an exfoliating scrub that Ari was carrying for some time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that, what are they called? Scrub Me Good. Scrub Me Good. Okay. Those are yeah. really great. Those yeah. are amazing. Because so, there's only know. like four ingredients in them. There's not mm-hmm. really anything in them. So they're uh, they're great. I also I have a whole post on my page about different sugar scrubs that you can use that are great, you know. And I always tell my clients like send me a picture before you buy. It. Like I have I have no problem yeah. in mm-hmm. you know researching the ingredients for you. Let's see if this is good for you or not. Like that's that's not an issue because our concern is the health of your skin, right? The health if your health if you have healthy skin, then each wax is going to be better for you. You're going to have lasting results. You're going to reap the benefits of uh, waxing, and that's ultimately what we want. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you both kind of, um, you mentioned having clients and people see you and are you agreed as well. I'm the same way when it even comes to makeup products. And that's um, something that you kind of would want to look for in your service provider. Mm-hmm. Somebody who ultimately cares about the health of your skin. We're estheticians, so we are licensed uh, facial specialist, but we care about the skin. <laughs> so if you yeah. have somebody who's just trying to get you in to provide you the service, they're not caring about your skin that's underneath there. Um, that's a flag. That's a red flag to me. It, um, it really is. I mean, the skin is the largest organ that we have, so mm-hmm. we should really pay more mind to it. You know, Absolutely. it's very, it's strong. It protects everything else inside, but um, you can, you can, um, you can be really vulnerable. Bacteria, viruses, yeah. all yeah. of that. So definitely. Absolutely. All right. So I did have a question that was submitted yesterday. I asked um, if anybody had any questions, they could submit them. And if there's anybody on here now that does have questions, you can use the question feature and drop them there. Or if you want to put them in the comments, we'll answer those as well. Because maybe you have something we haven't really touched on. This particular question was tips or they asked for some advice on tips or tricks for helping a client that's prone to ingrown hairs. Um, either person. Let's take it. I'm sorry, what was the question again? I'll say it again. Do you have any <laughs> tips or tricks <laughs> for helping a client or someone who is prone to ingrown hairs? Yes, of course. First of all, let's go down a list and look at what you're wearing. So what kind of clothes mm. you're wearing? Yeah, what kind of underwear you're wearing? They should not be too tight. Um, opt out for something um, cotton would be best those polyester and that kind of stuff and if they're too tight the hair is going to rub against the against the skin and that's going to uh, produce the hair's going to rub against the skin yes and that's going to produce an ingrown right ingrown boils mm-hmm. stuff that we don't want yes no lacy thongs <laughs> yes <laughs> and even though we're talking leave, about the leave them yeah sorry go ahead Oh, I was going to say, even though she's referring to, like, your bikini area, um, that's something to keep in mind with the rest of your body as well. Um, that Because you can get in girls, like, I've seen people where they have, like, on their legs or even underarms. Mm-hmm. So think about the um, not only on the, the clothes you're wearing, but uh, the products that you're using are using products that are clogging your follicles. Because if so, that's going to lead to not only, like, breakouts, but then you can get in girls as well because now that hair, um, that follicle has bacteria in it. Also, back to exfoliation. If you are yeah. not sloughing off mm-hmm. the dead skin, guess what? The hair is getting trapped underneath your skin and it cannot push through. So if mm-hmm. it cannot push through, we now have ingrowns. So I would um, also just kind of go back to what we were talking about, uh, getting in the habit of exfoliating about two to three times a week and then being mm-hmm. mindful of the products that you're using as well. Yes. All right. 
another question that we got, and so Ari, I know you uh, specialize with um, more of the brow and the facial services, but she's awesome with body waxing as well. Yes, she so, is. So I've been serviced by both of these ladies, so I can I personally can attest to it. Um, how do you all feel about coffee stuff? I love a coffee scrub. So I've never coffee. used one. Really? Mm. No. I don't know if I want to smell like coffee. And then I can get it's like, <laughs> same. I, I haven't know. used it because of the smell. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that bad for your shower? Maybe I just don't know enough about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I mean, they're not bad for your shower per se. It depends how it depends how finely ground the coffee scrubs uh, the coffee grounds are. But coffee is very uh, like invigorating for the skin, um, and it helps with brightening as well. So coffee scrubs, coffee scrubs, and sea salt scrubs are my two favorite types of scrubs. Um, but yeah, it depends on and then what kind of oils they're putting that um, mm-hmm. in the scrubs as well, because you do have those oil, heavier oils that kind of linger in your shower. I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh-huh. All right, um, Ari, have you answered this one first, and then Sunny, you'll answer afterward. What is your biggest turnoff if you walk into a wax studio or institution 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 studio? Mm. I guess if you what would be a turn off or a red flag for you to make you kind of walk away from this uh, situation? I just that's hard. I guess like if you could see that the place is like obviously not clean, mm-hmm. like if I see that there's stuff on the floor or there's like powder or like little hairs on the bed still or trying to think what else that there might be if someone doesn't clean after a service. I feel like that's those would be your key things here. Uh Yeah, like I think that's like the first thing a client would notice, I guess, when you're going to sit on a bed if you just see that it's dirty. Yeah. Ari? (laughs) I'm sorry, Sunny. Um, I'd agree with Ari, definitely cleanliness, um, and then also um, their friendliness, right? So if you walk in mm-hmm. somewhere and they're not smiling, they don't welcome you in, I'm automatically thinking, um, you don't know what you're doing here, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not a welcoming environment and I don't want to be there. Um, because for these types of services, clients usually have a lot of questions, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel welcomed and if you don't feel like... Um, it's an environment where you're able to ask all these questions, then why stay there? So that would be def- definitely the biggest thing. Yeah, especially for body waxing. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. so intimate. And then with brows, yes. too, it's like you don't want to just sit down. It's like when people go to a nail salon, I guess, and they don't mm-hmm. really ask them what they want. They just kind of do whatever they want yeah. to get in and out really fast. But, yeah, especially with Brazilians, like, it's you're all out there. So you want to be comfortable <laughs> with the person that you're with. <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree that with those um, things that you share, and mine would be again the friendliness or pro- yeah. lack of, there's lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes for me, because we're service providers, we should we know what the standard should be. So mm-hmm. we kind of have high standards, but that's a big one for me anywhere I go. If there's a lack of professionalism or it's not even welcoming, um, if if I say, I'm probably not going to listen. Agreed. All right. Our next question is, can you talk about waxing benefits for clients with PCOS? Uh, oh, me? Or I don't want whoever wants Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So you can start. You, let, you said me, so it's on you. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, the benefits would be <clears throat> the same as any benefits for anyone else. The only thing with clients with PCOS is um, they have a lot more of it, mm-hmm. but you're essentially pulling the hair from the root. So it's going to take um, longer for the hair to grow back, right? And they're go- it's going to come in um, smoother and finer as well, which is what we want ultimately. Um, with people with PCOS, I would say if you're doing like a facial wax, then you probably want to do that every two weeks because your hair mm-hmm. is going to be growing. Fa- your hair already grows faster than, you know, your average person. Um, so you'd probably want to start with every two weeks, and then from there, you and your um, service provider can gauge it whether you can go on to, you know, three, four weeks. Ultimately, that is the goal, and you definitely will get there because you're going to be damage, damaging the hair follicle. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ari, did you want to add to that? Same thing with, like, the with the facial waxing. I feel like the clients that have had that have PCOS, the hairs are thicker, mm-hmm. too, so it you have to wax it i wouldn't shave them the clients that i've had that have shaved them since they're so thick and you're just like cutting off right at the surface it causes a lot of ingrowns do mm-hmm. a lot of bumps so mm-hmm. just keep waxing every two weeks like sunny said two to four weeks and exfoliating twice a week at least to help those hairs pop out because once you start waxing and the hairs are so thin it's going to be hard for those hairs to fight to get yeah. out of your skin so you're going to need to help them out I agree. Um, I've seen the same with clients that I've had that have PCOS. And if you are someone who provides waxing services, um, or even if you're getting into the industry, um, keep in mind, just like we say, like Brazilians or intimate services, if somebody's coming to you and they have um, some form of like disorder or something like that, be mindful of how you're interacting with them because you're building mm-hmm. a relationship with them. They're trusting you and providing you to provide these services to kind of help them be more comfortable and confident when you're going out. Um, but if you do have that, the benefits definitely are staying committed to the waxing because like I already said, you can yeah. tell the difference when someone shaves. So I know it's hard, um, but just stick to it and you do your appointments. Like every, I usually recommend it like two to three weeks because usually those parts will get like chip and neck waxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can kind of stretch it out. And exfoliation was a big one for that as well. Because Very big if they, one, yeah. prior to them waxing, they probably were shaving. And another thing, the PFB, it's also safe mm-hmm. to use um, on the face. So if you do yes. have um, old ingrown scarring on the face, you know, because you have POS or, you know, you just have facial hair, um, PFB is something that would definitely be beneficial for you. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do have another question that says hard wax or soft wax and why? All right. <laughs> um... I've used softbox before. I think it's just more of like a personal mm. preference mm-hmm. as a waxer. Um, my clients have said that they like the way hard wax feels over soft wax. Soft wax can just be like a little bit harsher, I think, on the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love hard wax. And <laughs> hey, what about you, Sunny? <laughs> um, I'd say for Brazilians, underarms, I pretty much use hard wax for all over the body. Um, it adheres to the hair um, and not the skin, so that's what makes that would make it safer, especially if you have sensitive skin, um, or if you have people who are just prone to like cuts and bruises um, more than others. 
And then uh, I am, I, I'm trying out the roller wax, which is a soft mm-hmm. wax. Mm-hmm. I'm trying it out with arms and legs. And I actually really enjoy it. Um, that looks I so satisfying. It's super satisfying, one. And then two, um, the important thing when using soft wax, first of all, I would only use it for larger areas. So arms, legs, back. Um, never for Brazilians. If you walk anywhere and they're using <laughs> soft wax for Brazilians, run. I've okay? heard people, they still yeah. do that. People do I, that. I've heard that too. <laughs> Please run. Like, don't don't stay there. Um, but if you are using soft wax for larger areas, pressure. So the way that mm-hmm. you apply the strip, make sure you're pro- applying a firm pressure throughout. And then when you are... Um, pulling this, uh, this uh, strip, make sure it's a full pull, you know, because then that way you just minimize the chances of pulling, of um, pulling skin. skin. Oh, yeah, of lifting the skin. Thank you. Of lifting the skin. And, um, yeah, we don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, and just for those who may not know, um, we were talking about hard wax and soft wax. And yeah. visually, or I'm trying to describe it visually, hard wax is the wax that is laid and there is no fabric um, repellent or a strip that's put over it. You lay, it dries a little faster. You can just remove it right away. Whereas your soft wax is usually a lot thinner. And then you mm-hmm. see um, your provider put a repellent strip or a fabric strip over that and then remove mm-hmm. That's what your soft wax is. Um, and I agree about this. If you did soft wax on the larger parts of the body, um, and there's so many waxes that are available now to where you yeah. have hard waxes that can give you that great effect like a soft wax. So I think it comes down honestly to preference. Really. But yeah, no soft wax for the Brazilian please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please and thank you. <laughs> All right. I have two more questions we'll take and then we'll move on. So one question we have that was uh, came in is your worst experience as a waxer and yeah. why? Uh, oh my gosh. If you don't want to share, you don't have to, but if you have one that you don't mind share, you're more than welcome to. I'm sorry, do you have one you want to share? <laughs> I'm over here thinking, like, which one should I go? I know, because I mean, we all work together in a franchise. Yeah. We've seen hundreds of people. Yeah. Crazy we have, things. I always tell my students, if you get into waxing, I mean, any part of this industry, but if you get into waxing, it's something about waxing, you're going to have some stories. You see some yeah. things, you hear some things. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to have some stories. Yeah. I can't say that I personally had, like, the worst. I don't think mm-hmm. that's happened for me yet. Um, I've don't had say yet. But, well, I mean, you never know. You yeah. never know. Like, they're the kind of people, you yeah. know, walking about. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I can't say I've had a worse one. I had one person. This is a little embarrassing. But I had one person. She, like, um, released gas. Mm-hmm. As I was p- applying powder and like the powder went, <laughs> <laughs> oh my so that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then um, I had another girl actually at the franchise. She like she fell off the bed. Oh, I had someone do that. You see, too. everyone <laughs> she fell off the bed, and I was, she was on Facetime and like the, was, oh. this whole thing. Yeah, but I was just like, all right, girl. Was it her now. first like, time? It was her first time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on FaceTime, and I'm just like, sis, like, I have somebody else. Like, can we go? Being dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But um, those, those are funny ones. You know, yeah. I haven't had, like, a worse experience yet. Each experience, you learn a lot. You do. You mm-hmm. learn a lot with each person. You so, definitely yeah. do. <laughs> what about you, yeah, Ari? Do you have what you want to share? 
You guys already know all those things I was thinking. <laughs> I know. PG funny was. <laughs> oh my god, but this is supposed to be a clean podcast. It's gonna get explicit because I've seen too much. So we'll save those for a different day, we'll a different audience. Different we have to have a day of just talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, so nothing like bad. Like I haven't had like a super yeah. bad. Yeah. I guess more so gross. Yeah. But same thing with Sunny. Like people pass gas, <laughs> falling off the bed. Yeah. Um, someone broke the bed before, which was like, but that, that actually happens a lot. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And with that being said, so I'm going to kind of touch on that a bit because yeah. I've had some people that will call, um, that wonder if they can get service because of their size. You should never mm -hmm. be made to feel like you cannot get a service oh, provided mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of your size. So just mm -hmm. know that. So if somebody does say they're not servicing someone because of their size, that's a, right there is a red flag. Mm -hmm. Do not go to them. So it could be their bed too. It could be. Like You're right. Some, you know, when waxers start off, they could be using a bed, like yeah. one of those massage beds that aren't yeah. sturdy. Yeah, the wooden beds. The wooden beds that aren't as sturdy. Um, it could be that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, as a client, then I guess keep that in mind, too. If yeah. they do say yeah. that you don't, there's a possibility mm -hmm. that, like, like you with her the bed broke because she sat like all the way at like yeah. the that, tip, like the corner, yeah. corner. So that was like also my fault. But, <laughs> so if your esthetician is walking you through what to do, make sure you're listening so you know Thank how to get you. off of the bed. <laughs> so not I, <laughs> um, I don't, I think my worst, I didn't really take it personally. It just upset me. And um, it, I get upset because you can't say certain things back because I'm trying to remain professional. But mm -hmm. the client, um, I think she wasn't really clear on what she wanted for her brows. Mm -hmm. So we discussed it during our consultation. I've mapped it out. I've done the service. And I go to hand her in the mirror, which you should mm -hmm. always do after mm -hmm. the service. And mm -hmm. she just looks at it. She goes, this is epic hideous. I was like, oh, oh. okay. Um, oh. So how? what is it that you're wanting? I'm trying to ask mm -hmm. her. I don't know. This is just ugly. And she just kept going on. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. at this point, it's not me. But she just went on a rampage and so upset. So I just pretty much ended the service. You know what? Listen, mm -hmm. you decide what you're wanting. You can come back a different day. But literally, as soon as she got out of her room, I was like, don't ever put her with me again. I don't want to see this person. Because <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to know, sometimes somebody is not for you. That person is not for me. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's my mm -hmm. only, I guess, bad vaccine experience yeah. for, for now, I guess. <laughs> you had a mean lady. I did, yeah. I had a mean lady. And I You're so cute. You had a mean lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last question. If you could only wax one area on yourself forever, ooh, yes. where would it be? Just one? Oh, goodness. On I myself? Know. Yeah. What would you say, Ari? Brazilian. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um... I want to say two, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I feel like I'm fine with shaving my legs. Like that yeah. stuff doesn't bother me. But Brazilian, I don't think I could ever shave again. Yeah. My yeah. two would be Brazilian and underarm for sure. Mm -hmm. mm. Or just go to Sunny and have her laser off. That works yeah. too, because I've been you thinking. Do that too. Sunny, what would your two or your one area? I, I would say um, my legs. Okay. I don't really? like shaving my legs. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't like shaving my legs. I actually really enjoy waxing my legs uh -huh. with soft wax at that. Yeah, I You're find it for me. I've tried it with hard wax. Mm -hmm. I feel like it hurts more than with soft wax. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I like waxing my legs. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. 
I don't mind doing it. Um, I do prefer soft wax for my legs. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. hard wax, I do feel like the soft wax is cleaner. Yeah. Um, but it's just yeah. that's, that's gotta be Betty's the whole process. It is. <laughs> Getting the back of the leg. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I already touched on Sunny. Um, she does offer laser services. So if you don't know, there's different forms of hair removal. Yeah. Um, the two we talked about earlier that we're not going to do, guys, which is shaving. Deep in there, we're getting rid of that. Mm-hmm. You have waxing, there's sugaring as well, which is a form of hair removal, and then you have things that are a little bit more permanent, such as the laser. So, Sunny, can you just share with us really quickly what that is? Really quickly, so laser is essentially it's not permanent, it's semi permanent mm-hmm. um, hair removal, it's essentially doing what waxing does in um, damaging the hair follicle just faster because the laser. Um, emits an energy that interacts with the pigment of the hair, which is why you have to shave. You can't be, you can't come off of waxing and and then go to a laser appointment. It's not going to work. You want to shave at least twice um, before um, going to a laser appointment. The energy from the laser interacts with the pigment of the hair. It burns it, and then that's going to start cutting off uh, circulation um, for that hair follicle. So it's not going to receive nutrients. It's not going to receive any blood, and then therefore the hair is just going to off which is beautiful yes mm-hmm. thank you all right ladies so as we're coming to the end i just sometimes like to ask to pick your brains a bit to share with yeah. me as well as our viewers are there any books that you're currently reading or any podcasts or courses that you're taking mm-hmm. uh, books i haven't i mean i need some book re- recommendations the last book i read was about taxes so okay. Oh my gosh, I need that. So like, yeah, I was like, I like you can borrow it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is needed. That is needed. But for podcasts or mm. any courses or anything, you um, if you don't have any books or podcasts or things that you're currently reading to share, is there anything that you're working on um, within your business that you would like to share? There's a podcast I like. Um, it's kind of new. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's probably the first podcast for brow waxers. Oh. Oh nice. Um, it's called Barefaced and Naked. Okay. It's two girls that are pretty big on Instagram. They're in Australia. It's barefaced brows and then the naked oh, brow. I do Oh yeah. So they're probably really to take good her and they're really fun. Okay, I have to add that. Nice. Barefaced and naked, all right. Mm-hmm. And study yeah. any books or anything that you're currently reading or I have not been reading anything lately. Um, the last book I read is called Me Amongst the World, mm-hmm. which is about, a quick little summary. So it's just about um, racism, oppression, systemic mm-hmm. oppression, um, uh, you know, geared towards a black man in America. So it's like a, father, a father-son relationship. So it's a very, it's a very good book. It's a very insightful okay. book. Um, the other one is Fix Your Mental Mess, which it talks about the five, um, like five scientifically proven techniques to lower, um, well, lower or decrease uh, tech, uh, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get through that. It has not happened. I almost bought uh, that book. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's very good. And she has pictures in it and everything. So it's a very good book. Um, but, you know life and having a newborn baby is a lot um newborn baby i mean like my business i was like mm-hmm. wait is this something no <laughs> wait a minute no, no, i just no. saw you no no my bait my, my it business. is a lot yeah yeah it it's is a lot. lot it's a lot so um that's pretty much it podcast 
I've been into conspiracy theories. Like TikTok, you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a trap. (laughs) Yeah, it is a trap. It's a trap. So that's pretty much it. Awesome. All right, ladies. Well, I really, really appreciate you joining me tonight um, and sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. Before we um, end tonight, I want you to just share with everybody how they can connect with you. Um, So, Ari, go ahead and share how they can connect with you. Um, on Instagram, it's just the Wildbrow Studio, and then my website's thewildbrow.com. Um, mainly on there, and then you can find me on Facebook through the Wildbrow. Awesome. And then, so- <clears throat> I'm on Instagram. You can find me right here on this beautiful mm-hmm. platform at Soul Beauty FL. Um, I got banned from Facebook, so I don't have a <laughs> Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> What do you, you know, do? We're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. It's a story we for could, our, other, we our could, other podcast. I was going to say, you can, we could have another podcast about like do's and don'ts on starting a business. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. We should actually. We should. I feel like yeah. I can talk for a long time about that. So, yeah. So many, so many mistakes. So, yep. I'm right here, girl. You know? Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. And I do have both of them tagged here. Please, I can't say thank you enough. Thank you. We'll be talking very soon. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of K Convos. Be sure to leave a review on whatever platform you're enjoying this on. You can follow me on social media at Holly K. And if you have any questions or episode suggestions, I would love to hear them. Email me at kconvos at gmail.com. Until next time, be blessed.